Hello everyone, welcome back to the So Far Podcast, the show for starters and by starters, uh, where we bring on various guests uh, from various industries, all in the early part of their current venture, to help provide uh, some stories and insights and perspectives uh, to really help those young starters who are listening to this show. Now, as you can maybe tell, uh, it, it sounds a little bit different because I'm actually uh, doing this number one, recording uh, the audio with a lavalier, like clip-on mic, uh, and number two, there's uh, no one else uh, actually beside me. There's It's just myself uh, sitting in my computer room um, where I do all of my work, uh, and I want to do this episode because we passed 10 episodes. Uh, I've been doing this show for about uh, two and a half months now, uh, since I think November uh, of 2019, uh, and it's been quite enjoyable making this podcast, uh, getting to talk to so many people. The reason why I started this, uh, number one, I want to get to know some people through their stories and also want to have them share their insights and perspectives uh, with you guys, the listeners uh, and the audience, to really get some inspiration, get some tips, get some advice, and really just feel that you're not alone in starting this uh, new venture that you have, uh, whatever it is that you're, you are starting. Um, and yeah, uh, I've been doing it uh, for about two months and I'm really enjoying it. We got through 10 episodes and the reason I want to do this episode is uh, top 10 things that I've learned uh, from the 10 episodes that I've done and the 10 wonderful guests that I've had on the show. Number one, I'm going to go by order of uh, the podcast that we're recorded in and the very first episode was my uh, good friend Kenneth Wong. Uh, he is a musician and drummer uh, and also uh, a producer amongst other things. Uh, he uh, was my very first guest and uh, he's my high school friend so that was very nice to have uh, someone who I've known for a while be my first guest uh, so that I was a little bit comfortable with it. But uh, one thing that I learned from him was avoiding negativity. Um, and well, let me play a little short clip of basically what he says, and then I'll explain why. The biggest thing I would say is just muting everything and everyone around you. Mm -hmm. Muting all right. their thoughts, muting all their opinions, anything that is negative, you got to get that out of your environment. You you are your environment, all right? So if mm -hmm. you've got right. your parents saying your parents aren't supporting you, your friends aren't supporting you, your girlfriend isn't supporting you, whatever, whatever it is, that, that was the hardest part for me and I, I still experience it a lot of my friends I'm sure a lot of my friends doubt me I'm sure my parents still doubt me but I know where I'm going and I can see it like the only person mm -hmm. who will see your dream is you mm -hmm. and so you just got to be your own cheerleader so that's probably the hardest part just right. like staying keep keeping healthy right at, at times I'll go into like little small little ruts of depression but then mm -hmm. I'll kind of come back out and but no, no one can bring those no one can bring you out of those little uh, those little ruts, mm -hmm. except for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's probably the hardest part about entrepreneurship, that roller coaster of just like, oh, I I'm at the top. Yeah, I can do this. And you're like, man, I failed, right? right? And then just bring yourself back up to keep trying and trying and trying, right? And so the fact that I've been doing this for a, w a while now, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. how long, but the fact that I'm making money and I've been making a bit more money mm -hmm. every single year shows me like it's just I got to remind myself that you've gotten this far you can't give up now uh, think of how what you were back then and then think of 
what the things that you've did, done to get yourself to the point that you are now. It's just remembering your successes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in that episode uh, of the podcast, he explains how he had some family members uh, who maybe he felt like didn't believe in him or uh, he knew some people who uh, were, were saying some things that uh, maybe weren't so supportive of, of him and his uh, desire to to have a career as a musician and as a drummer. Uh, but one thing that he has done is he's sort of learned to uh, filter out the unhelpful negative uh, criticism. Of course, you know, you don't want to be completely delusional and not have any criticism because then we don't grow as, as artists, as entrepreneurs, as human beings. But, uh, you know, learning from learning f- uh, from other people who, uh, or I think it was someone who once said that uh, people who are doing better than you aren't generally going to uh, be negative towards you and critique you. Uh, so, yeah, like, of course, you, you, you don't want to be delusional, but you want to be optimistic as well. And, uh, yeah, and in spite of all the um, negative uh, or unsupportive uh, family members or friends that he's had, he was able to persevere through that. And, uh, yeah, now he's on track to being uh, a very uh, successful uh, musician and uh, producer. Not that he's not already a very, um, you know, prolific drummer and musician, but, uh, yeah. That was what I learned from him. Lesson one, avoid negativity. Now, lesson two, Sylvia Chan uh, is don't be boxed in. Sylvia Chan is a uh, an artist, an entrepreneur. She runs a uh, art teaching school, art art school uh, for for uh, young kids and teens uh, in the Markham area, in the Toronto area, and uh, yeah, she. Um, was talking about how she uh, doesn't want to be boxed in and you know what let me just show you guys or play you guys a really quick uh, clip uh, so you guys can kind of know what I'm talking about well I I believe that I can be anything I want to be in my life I feel Mm -hmm. like life is a big size canvas Mm -hmm. and I can paint whatever colors however way I want and there's if I don't like it I'll paint over again and I'll put some red yellow Mm -hmm. blue and all over again if I don't like it white Mm -hmm. I just don't like to be confined in a box I hate to be limited to one thing I hate to be categorized and stereotyped to one thing as well I, I feel like being an artist like I want to be able to like create anything I want in my life because I love to do the things I love to do. Right. So I love art, so I get to paint and be an artist. Mm-hmm. I love helping other people, especially young people. So I run an art school so that I can share my talent with other people, mm-hmm. have other teachers share their talents, mm-hmm. and then have students grow their artistic like abilities. Mm-hmm. And I really love dancing. Like yeah. I, I don't feel like you should ever put yourself in like a whole like a box just because like you should like, be branded mm-hmm. yourself like one way. I feel like if you if you really love to do something, just do it, and mm. it's a part of you. Yeah. So why should you ever limit yourself? Right. Now, Sylvia Chen is an artist and a business owner, and also a break dancer. Um, and yeah, she she does things that are not just confined to one thing, which is you know just art or just being a business owner. You know, she's making her career basically just doing the things that that she 
finds uh, enjoyable and not just sticking to one thing, quote unquote, because, well, that's how someone knows you. Like, let's say if Amazon only stuck to selling books, then they would only be a large bookstore. But now, obviously, they're they're everything on the internet. You know, they provide web services, they're e-commerce, as you know, and, you know, they're a movie-making studio, they, they own Whole Foods. If people just stuck to one thing because they're, they were told, oh, you're just one thing, uh, so just stick to that, well, then you wouldn't get people like Donald Glover, who was, you know, he started at writing at 30 Rock, and, you know, he then moved on to acting on the show Community, and then he started rapping, and, you know, uh, he... It uh, started uh, being, you know, he's wrote for his own show. Um, <laughs> you know, if he stuck to just one thing, then we would never have uh, so many works of art that he has, whether or not you like them. But he seems to really be enjoying himself. And I think that's uh, a really important part for yourself is to not just box yourself in. And sometimes I feel like I might just box myself into just being a video guy or you know, just being making this certain type of thing, but I have so many other things that I, I'm I kind of want to, you know, uh, maybe have some dreams about. Like maybe I want to expand my this this operation, this company to maybe have like a studio one day, or um, you know, maybe rent uh, rent gear out, or you know, uh, own a studio that I can rent out the space uh, for people to, to hold workshops or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll get into uh, get into a bike repair shop. I don't know how to repair bikes, but you know, maybe I'll, I'll get into that because it's it, just whatever I enjoy because I don't want to be boxed in. And I think that's, I think that's important to know that, you know, while it's nothing wrong with uh, just sticking with one thing that you like, there's also nothing wrong on the flip side with wanting to, to have more things that you enjoy doing. Um, now, number three, uh, number two was uh, don't be boxed in. Number three is uh, from my friend Naomi Ho. She is a uh, uh, health and fitness uh, enthusiast and a dance instructor. And uh, her biggest lesson, the, the biggest lesson that I got uh, from that podcast was friendship is invaluable and how much of it is an actual achievement. You might think friendship as an achievement, that's kind of interesting well you know what let me play the clip and then you guys will know what i'm talking about so what are some things i'm proud of yeah sure the first thing that comes to mind actually is friendship wow excellent yeah um it'd be awesome if i could you know enlist some crazy awesome <laughs> achievements um but for me i feel like one of the best achievements um actually friendship mm-hmm like keeping in touch with childhood friends despite having moved so much and right well i mean that can mm-hmm. be tough like uh in itself that's that could be quite an accomplishment keeping in touch <laughs> with people right it could be it yeah could be. like some some people will move away and they'll never really see that person mm-hmm. again unless they bump into them or like have you know occasional contact so that's yeah. actually something to be proud of as well yeah, so um, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, so no, continue. Yeah, that would be the main one. I mean, I was never, like, amazing in school. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten any amazing awards. Right. Like, I've got, I, I got second place at a Spartan race. Like, okay, <laughs> that's a big deal. That's pretty I, cool. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got a bunch of medals, like gold, 
silver, bronze in gymnastics, but I'm like, that's pretty cool. It doesn't. I mean, it's cool, but it's. I don't know. It doesn't carry as much weight as right. when I think about uh, friendship. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> when you think about like if you're on your deathbed and you're you're not generally going to think like, oh, I should. Uh, I wish that in eleventh grade I pushed myself a little bit harder so I can get that yeah. one medal. No, you're thinking like, yeah, I'm glad that I had the friends that I had. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Anton. That's actually exactly what it mm-hmm. is. I think I I've had the privilege of um, and also intentional decision to just thoroughly and deeply reflect mm-hmm. on my life. Like, what is it I truly want? Who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I becoming? Um, as a result of my past and present choices and something that I cannot deny is just the richness Mm -hmm. of companionship and Mm -hmm. friendship. So in that podcast, Naomi talks about uh, how making friendships and relationships is so valuable. And I actually very much agree. You know, you you hear this common thing of uh, your net worth, or sorry, your network is your net worth. Your network is your net worth. So the amount of people that you, you know and the, the, the quality of those relationships of the people that you know is basically your, your net worth. But I think in this, uh, in this term, she's talking about uh, being able to maintain friendships and as you get older into your, uh, you know, I'm only 23, but you know, speaking to people who are um, decades older than me, uh, they told me that, yeah, maintaining those friendships for a long time uh, and actively maintaining those friendships and those relationships over a while is actually an accomplishment in and of itself. And if you are, uh, if you are over the age of uh, 20, uh, I guess, then you, you might know what I'm talking about. Uh, if, you know, trying to maintain a long-term uh, friendship or relationship or a professional uh, working relationship, uh, for a really long time can be very difficult uh, to, to to be able to, you know, with so much noise that we have, uh, to be able to maintain that is an accomplishment in and of itself. By the way, I am recording this on video, and if it looks like I am looking off of the lens, I'm actually just checking to see that h- how I look in the frame. If I am stuttering, it's because I did make some notes, but I'm really just kind of going off the cuff here. So, yeah, anyway. Lesson four, David Ahola. Uh, now, David is a, an, a salesperson. He is an entrepreneur and uh, uh, a co-founder of uh, Epicator, which is a catering company based in Toronto. Uh, and the thing that he told me that he said in the podcast, the biggest lesson that I got from that podcast was uh, facing imposter syndrome. One of the struggles that I had, especially with Epicator, is, are you familiar with imposter syndrome? Yes. Okay, so I struggle with that by quite a bit because mm-hmm. I'm not traditionally educated mm-hmm. and I I know saying good business acumen can be very general, but it also can be very specific to some. I would have categorized myself as not having any business acumen. Um, when I first started the company, my background was 100% in sales. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I had a, a an MBA in something. I couldn't even look at a profit and loss sheet. I, I knew what the final number on the very bottom of that sheet meant, meant yeah. but how that was calculated and everything else on it, did not understand. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I realized that, or I found myself as the business grew and I was dealing with anything for anyone from a potential investor to uh, a new employee to a colleague, that I had a lot of knowledge gaps and it constantly made me think, 
like maybe I'm just lucky and I lucked out on this, but I'm not the right person to be doing this. And I struggled with that for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And I guess how that struggle came out is just lack of confidence with my colleagues and even with myself. Um, a really simplistic problem, if you want to call it that, might have might come up, but I would take forever trying to think about it, think of every angle, and then mm -hmm. realize that maybe, maybe I'm too dumb to solve this problem and that there's a smarter person out there. Mm -hmm. And then it took some time, but I realized that, hey, I got to start from somewhere. Right. Um, maybe feeling this way as an imposter is better than being overconfident because wouldn't want to fall on my own sword or make a bad, uh, arrogant decision. Mm -hmm. But I also realized that not being confident mm -hmm. is also going to eventually lead to my downfall. Yeah. Uh, I'd be paralyzed by options and never mm -hmm. choosing one. So, um, I'm, you know, even to this day, I'm still overcoming it. Uh, right. It's been getting much better. And I've had amazing colleagues that I work with that, uh, remind me that I'm, uh, not as bad as I think I am sometimes. <laughs> so that obviously helps as well. What would you say is the, the biggest part in helping you sort of overcome that is you said, you mentioned, uh, your, uh, probably autobiographies and books that talk about other people's lives and the, the struggles they have. And even honestly, if I listen to more podcasts, maybe even like this oh, and realizing that other people fall into the same category, there's something so oddly relieving of knowing that someone is, as, mm -hmm. is just as fucked up as you are. Wow. Isn't it relieving? Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys you guys heard it here first. Uh, that means you guys should be definitely following the podcast for every episode that comes out. I guess that's just a law now. It's it's a fact that um, uh, that being inspired helps you uh, helps you do great things. And also, like, uh, and, I, and I find that this is not, it's being talked about more, but it was definitely not talked about back in the day, mm -hmm. is the negative aspects of starting a business and the trials and tribulations. I, I found at the time that all I got was the glorified tidbits that sound amazing when the individual overcomes it, mm -hmm. but you know the end of the story. It's like watching a movie where you know that the protagonist is gonna come out a hero. Mm -hmm. So the middle part of the movie, they're dangling off the cliff. You already know they're gonna survive it. Right. So when it's you dangling off the cliff, you don't know you're gonna right. survive it. Right. So you're constantly second guessing yourself or when you're right. fighting that boss fight, if you may, in your own life, which could be an inner demon. It could be uh, something metaphorical or hopefully you're not fighting actual people. Right. <laughs> but maybe it is. Um, you don't really know if you're going to come out on top mm -hmm. and you could go into it with 100 percent of phony confidence, uh, which might work against you because mm -hmm. uh, you overestimate right. the problem. Of course. Or you come at it with no confidence mm -hmm. and then the problem crushes mm -hmm. you or you realize that, you know what, even if I lose at this, what's important is I learn something from it and I do it again until I win. So in that podcast, David talks about uh, how he is facing imposter syndrome and that how that is one of his biggest struggles uh, and yeah it's 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 difficult it's not easy dealing with having uh, imposter syndrome which if you guys don't know is feeling like you're not enough and you are feeling like you are an imposter and uh, not fit to be in the position and that that you are in um, but you know he says that uh, everyone has to start somewhere right and uh, next is that you you know you're not as bad as you might think that you are and uh, th that you're worried and you know you might be frozen by those those fears um, and another thing is that he says that podcasts like mine where we discuss uh, problems that people are currently going through and problems that people have faced um, and you know being early on in in the trenches uh, he says that podcasts like mine are uh, things that 
very much help. So, uh, you know, if he says that you guys should be subscribed to the podcast, then, well, maybe you should be subscribed to the podcast and uh, share it with all of your friends. Number five next is Lucas Chang, uh, who is uh, co-founder of uh, Y2, which is a nonprofit helping uh, youth and teens uh, in the uh, greater Toronto area, but also across uh, Canada and I think he might be setting up some operations in the United States soon. Um, and it's to help uh, youth and young entrepreneurs, uh, provide them with resources and education and conferences as well. Um, and the biggest lesson that I learned from him is think why not and think figure it out. Uh, so let me just play you guys a clip so you know what I'm talking about. And so okay. one example, um, <clears throat> when I was, I think, 12, so grade 7, um, my friends and I would play road hockey. And when we'd play on the road, no matter what road we were in, I grew up in uh, Burnaby, uh, <clears throat> just outside of Vancouver. Um, so we'd play, play road hockey, and then cars would come by. We'd have to do the traditional you know, car, car, and you move yeah. the net. And that just got annoying because we, we kept having to move stuff. Right. And, and when someone took a slap shot, the ball would go down the block, and we'd waste mm-hmm. five minutes finding the ball. Um, but, it, so then I, but I noticed that the school gym was empty. Mm-hmm. And on Fridays, so I went to the principal and I said, hey, um, we are looking for a place to play hockey, which right. is safe and, and more, more than anything that we don't have balls going everywhere and we're not interrupted by cars. Could we use the gym? And he said, he thinks about it. And he was like, yeah, okay. Um, but you guys can't damage, you know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, leave it in the same condition you found right. it. You can't use our equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you decide to bring your own, then you, you need plastic, whatever, blades. Mm-hmm. Like he gave us, you know, and I was right. like, oh, that's reasonable. Um, so it was kind of from that point, uh, not, not necessarily that point on, but just that's an example of when I was younger, I would always kind of be like, Hey, how come, you know, here's a problem. How can we do it that way? Right. You know, could we do it this way? And someone may say, well, my friends were like, you can't talk to the principal. Like he's going to say no. Well, how do you know? We, we haven't asked him. The worst thing he could do is say no. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll ask him and see. And at the same time, I want to respect the principal and the mm-hmm. school. And, right. and so from a young age, I was usually, I would be someone who'd be like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. It could be better. Then I question it. Right. And sometimes good things would happen like this ball hockey thing. Yeah. And sometimes I'd piss people off because they'd be like, can you just shut up and stop? Just tell, <laughs> do what I told you to do. Now, when in that podcast, Lucas mentioned that uh, when he had first started uh, out as a, as a little kid, uh, he saw that there was lack of... Uh, of intention from from people uh you know thinking well why not uh, why is it that uh, we can't play hockey in the gym or why is it that um our our graduation has to be moved uh just to accommodate because we couldn't find a location and he saw those problems so he just figured out why not i'm just gonna figure it out and see if we can figure out a solution to this problem which is a very much uh, an entrepreneur's mindset and uh, figuring out uh, solutions to problems when he found that there was a gap in the market of there's not very many resources for young youth teen entrepreneurs uh, and so he decided to start the first Y2 conference uh, where you know he brought in a bunch of sponsors and volunteers uh, to really just have workshops to uh, help give resources and some education uh, for people who are the young people young teens who want to be uh, uh, entrepreneurs or maybe are thinking about starting their own business and want to train their uh, problem-solving mindsets 
and I think that it was great that he saw, saw a gap in that market. Um, he also saw that there was a gap in uh, more community-based networking, whereas, you know, at the time it was mostly just the, the term networking was uh, people throwing their cards at each other. But he wanted to create something uh, in the Markham area, which is just north of Toronto, uh, and he wanted to create something that was very community focused, but also very much kind of like a support group for entrepreneurs, as they call it, and less so here, take my card, here, buy my product, buy my service, and more of, hey, how can we help each other with the knowledge that we have and the people that we know? Lesson number six is with Karn Gill, aka KG the Hustler. Now, uh, KG is uh, a, a podcaster and also a social media guy on uh, on Instagram. He's been posting a lot of uh, really good content lately, so that's really good about um, you know just exploring life outside of the uh, what he calls the basic life of uh, having a nine to five job, and working at an office, um, and just exploring different uh, career opportunities. Uh, and you know, one thing that I want to share is that he actually uh, his podcast was the the podcast that inspired me to start my show, uh, the So Far Show. Um, and because I was uh, the, the first time I was ever on a podcast was on his show, and I thought, you know what, let's just start this thing, uh, try different things, and that's the lesson that I got from it, which was try different things. Lesson six: If you if you feel uncomfortable doing something whether it's a podcast or, mm -hmm. you know, like a YouTube show or whatever, whatever you want to pursue, mm -hmm. um, go find someone that's willing to do it with you. Right. Um, just to get you out of your comfort. You both can go out of your comfort zone together. It makes it a lot easier. It's right. kind of like going to the gym and getting a gym partner. Right. You're like, I feel a lot better going to the gym with this person rather than going by myself just to start. Yeah. Just so I know the basics. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy I did that with, uh, super basketball bros with, uh, Northern Lights podcast, Hungry Girls. Like, I think I built my confidence up, mm -hmm. up, up to the point where I kind of like cut the chain and I just said, you know what? This time I'm going on my own. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel great doing it. Because so, he himself has actually tried a whole lot of different ventures on his own and with uh, other people. He started, you know, numerous podcasts, sports podcasts with his friends. He started um, a, uh, I believe, a food Instagram page or a blog with his wife and a couple of other things. Uh, he's just tried all these different things because he wants to know what he likes and what he doesn't like. He also tried uh, doing an internship for digital marketing. And then he found that maybe that uh, doing digital marketing for someone was not necessarily uh, something he necessarily wants to do uh, like as, as a job, but you know, just exploring different things and, and trying out new things uh, was something that uh, he, uh, was able to teach me and you know just try different things try 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 especially when you're at such a young age uh, like myself I'm 23 uh, but you know if you're younger than me or even if you're older than me try different things if you haven't tried it go try it so you you know you don't know what you don't know lesson number seven is actually from Luki Danu uh, or Luki Danny Danu Carianto I hope I'm saying that name right uh, he is a he calls himself a career DJ or career catalyst. Uh, he is a career and professional uh, coach uh, and development coach. Uh, he basically helps uh, people find out what it is that they want to do with their life and how is it that they can get a job in that industry or 
maybe to start their own business in that industry, just really help guide people in the career path that they want to go into. And the biggest thing that I have learned from that was most parents want you to be happy. The words of comfort I, I try to share is that at, at the end of the day, pretty much all parents, um, I can't say all of them, but, but most of them will want uh, their, their kids to be happy, mm -hmm. right? And, and usually happy means self-sufficient, mm -hmm. means that they can take care of themselves right. and, and successful in whatever that means. Right. Again, parents' definition of success is, is, is their own. Um, so they don't understand that what you want to do can be success. Mm -hmm. um, so going back to, to, to what I just said about uh, having kind of the, those four years or however many years of, of uh, kind of a, a less than positive relationship versus the, the other 35 years being uh, super supportive. Mm -hmm. If you're actually successful in what you do, uh, parents will probably say, you know what, uh, I, I helped them do that. Right? right. Most parents want you to be happy. Now, happy can mean a number of things and a lot of people are listening to this going like what are you saying my parents don't care if I'm happy they only care that I go to medical school or do this or whatever but a lot of times those things is just because that's what their your parents know to be uh, safe right to to get a job you know if you're a doctor that means that you can get lots of money so that you can be safe and if you're safe then you can be able to live and live happy um, and that's you know it's they have that well-intentioned mind even though if the execution might not be as great or they might not be as knowledgeable about uh, the things that you want to do and you want to pursue so just keep in mind that uh, your parents aren't necessarily always against you they don't necessarily they don't really want to be you to be miserable it's just that they're thinking and their perspective is just so much different and they don't know the may not know the world that you live in or, or that is currently exists out there and the opportunities that exist for you uh, so just remember that they probably can't speak for all parents but probably uh, do want you to be safe and do want you to be alive and do want you to be ultimately happy lesson eight comes from Laura Connor who is a uh, public speaking coach uh, and amongst other things she is also a karaoke singer uh, from what she tells me um, and uh, yeah here's a little clip of that but you actually have to get out and start mm -hmm. to speak right and not get out and speak once every other month or mm -hmm. once every month you need to speak often mm -hmm. and the more you do it then the more your comfort level right. is going to go increase you're, you're driving in a new city what are you doing when you're driving? You're focusing on the roads, you're looking at the street signs, you're just paying attention mm -hmm. to get from here to there. Right. The next time you go to that city, you can, you know, look around a little bit and take in the sights mm -hmm. because you're more comfortable with it. Right. Same thing applies. So you have to get out and do it. Now, the biggest lesson that I learned from Laura was uh, you have to do it. You just, you just got to do it. Like the Nike slogan, you just, just do it. You got to do it. Sometimes, um, thinking and overanalyzing and planning that can cripple you, you know, having a bit of analysis paralysis. Um, but, you know, just taking action and, and doing something uh, that that is where real magic happens. That is where results come from is from taking action, just like how I took action when I finally decided to stop uh, overthinking this podcast. And I just I just started recording. I I booked uh, some guests and some dates uh, to record and and I started it um, and it's been great ever since so you know take action and just do
Now, number nine is uh, with Mr. Justin Manabat, who is a videographer, a fellow videographer, such as like myself, uh, and he is uh, actually also my uh, old college friend, my old college uh, peer. We graduated the same program, the same year, the same class, all that. And uh, yeah, here's a little clip of his show. Try not to compare yourself to others, because that will mm -hmm. yeah, like that will probably mm -hmm. ruin your life. Yeah. Like like you you're you're making something, and you see, you see someone else's, yeah. like, and you see how good they made it. Yeah, it makes you think like your stuff is not good at all. Yeah, but it's all it's all a process, and like okay, how did that person make that? So then if you take away from from mm -hmm. what they made, so like how did that person? And you try and make it yourself. So then once you made it, once you kind of yeah. matched matched their their quality okay yeah. so take that and then make it to something something that you want to do yeah. the biggest lesson i learned from him was avoid comparison now it's it's kind of funny that that's the biggest lesson because i you know he's a fellow videographer and i find myself comparing myself to him very often um because he is really good at what he does and you know we sort of started at, at similar times and uh, we obviously went to the same college program at the same time and, and I look at his stuff and I'm going wow that's really good thinking you know oh man I'll, I'll never be that good uh, and just comparing myself so much but you know when you look at it we were kind of different people and we have different styles and so for for me to be thinking Oh man, uh, I really wish I was him. It's it's kind of almost ridiculous to think that way. Uh, so you know, having that mindset of you know, it's okay to look at what other people are doing, but you know, how are you different? And and how are you? What makes you you? And what makes you unique? Um, and you know, after that, I thought, yeah, that that makes sense uh, because if I just kept comparing myself to him, that would be weird because I am not him. It's like you know thinking you know comparing yourself to to warren buffett like you guys are totally on totally different tracks totally different people different times and you know so many other unique things so you just have to remember avoid comparison now the last one the last lesson number 10 comes from michelle terz's Ziz podcast michelle terz's is her name uh, she is a realtor working in the uh, greater toronto area and uh here's a clip from her show. Now let's look really far into the future. Let's say you've accomplished all the goals that you've you wanted, you know, you lived a long, happy, healthy life, everything that you wanted to do. What do you want it to say on your gravestone? Good question. Um, I, I want people to, to remember me as like living in abundance in the sense of being mm -hmm. able to give give to people like I mm -hmm. want to I when I when a charity asks for money I want to be able to just write them a check mm -hmm. like I I want people to to remember me as a successful real estate broker mm -hmm. possibly with a team mm -hmm. um and making yeah being able to support, support the community and, and the people around me mm, excellent awesome uh before we wrap up is there any final uh, parting thoughts that you want to leave with our listeners as you heard with my story, like I started from rock bottom with no support. I actually got kicked out of my house um, when oh. I said I was going to start real estate um, and no money. Um, but if you surround yourself with the right people and um, 
in the right company, if it is a company that you're joining, then uh, the sky's the limit. Just believe in you, uh, you know, set your goals and shoot for the stars. Excellent. Now in that episode, one of the biggest lessons that I learned from her, from Michelle, uh, lesson number 10 is abundance is out there. there. There's lots of things out there for ready for the taking and you just have to go out there and reach it. Uh, so often we have this mindset of uh, scarcity and that like we have to hoard things to ourselves and that, you know, uh, it's a zero sum game or it's a if I win, then you have to lose. But, you know, that's not necessarily always the case. Um, and the, there's there's so many opportunities out there for, for the taking uh, and just, you know, the, the abundance mindset that she has is that uh, if you put in genuine effort and you uh, have and you're a genuine person uh, with genuine relationships with people then you can be uh, very successful and uh, happy in life. So there you have it my top 10 uh, lessons that I've learned from my first 10 episodes of the So Far podcast. Just really quick I'm gonna run through all of them again. Lesson number one from Kenneth Wong the musician is avoid negativity. Lesson number two from Sylvia Chan, the artist, is don't be boxed in and don't be afraid of being uh, exploring new facets. Lesson number three from Naomi, the health and wellness enthusiast, is friendship is an achievement and relationships are invaluable. Lesson number four from David Hola, the catering uh, company CEO, or uh, catering company founder um, is uh, facing imposter syndrome. You are not as bad as you think you are. Lesson number five from Lucas Chang, uh, the uh, Y2 uh, co-founder. Um, think why not and think let's figure it out instead of well there's nothing we can do. Think why not let's figure it out. Lesson number six from Carngill, the podcaster. Try different things and try them with different people. That might help, but definitely try different things. Lesson number seven from Luki Danu, Danu Karyanto, the career coach, is most parents want you to be happy. They just want you to be safe. Lesson number eight from Laura Connor, the speech uh, coach, the public speaking coach, is you have to do it. You just have to do it. Take action. Lesson number nine from Justin Manabat, my fellow videographer, is to avoid comparison. Comparison fatigue is a real thing, so please avoid comparison. And finally, lesson number 10 from Michelle Terzis, the realtor, abundance is out there. Opportunities and things are out there for our taking, so we just have to take action and grab it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of uh, the So Far podcast. I may, it might have been a slightly bit longer one, and it's kind of a little bit harder for me to edit because I have to splice in clips and find all these audio clips. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for, for future shows, um, for future guests or what have you, let me know what you guys think. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I will be having more episodes of this podcast with more guests coming very soon, very shortly. So don't you worry. Thank you for listening.